I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. What's up, everybody? It's Noah Daniels, and we're here for another episode of the Real Hauntings podcast. Hey, guys, and I'm JJ Crable, and we've got a very special friend on the podcast today, Caitlin King. Would you like to introduce yourself, Caitlin? I like that I got called a very special friend because I, um, first time podcast guest, a longtime listener. So, oh, wow. uh, awesome. I am an Atlanta local. I do improv with you guys at the theater. So I guess a comedian, but I also have a real life job because improv does not pay money. Yes. Wait, you're not rich from doing improv? I have made $125 in four years. So that's $25 $25 a year? No, like a little bit more. I think I've made like 20 bucks once from doing improv. I've definitely spent more than that on improv throughout my life. That's more money than we've made on the podcast. So if you're listening and you haven't subscribed, go ahead and do that. Please. We want to start generating some revenue from this thing. And that's why we love Casper mattresses. This is being recorded on a Casper mattress. Um, Well, Caitlin, so on a scale of one to ten, one being do not believe in ghosts at all. Ten being, yes, ghosts are 100% out there and I'm one of them. Where where would you uh, say you fall on that spectrum? 
I believe that uh, there's energy on earth and we all have energy inside of ourselves. And mm-hmm. then we die and like maybe some energy goes back into the universe. But I don't particularly believe in ghosts. And I think when people are like, I talked to a ghost and they told me that the body was in the lake. I think it's more people are unaware of their capacity to figure out information in the background of their brains. So it's not like a ghost telling you. It's you picking up all of these other clues, putting it together. And then a a ghost told you. I'm doing air quotes. Oh, so maybe there's like some kind of subconscious messaging going on and our brain just interprets Yes. Uh, I actually just listened to um, a ghost story recently about a woman whose daughter was murdered. And she claims that a ghost came and told her that her daughter had been murdered. But her daughter was married to this like very abusive man who had a history of beating on her daughter. And I'm like, well, there's just a pattern there that you knew that your daughter was abused by this man. And she shows up dead a certain way, like you're going to put it together. But in her brain, it was more acceptable, I think, to say like a ghost, a ghost told me. Oh, interesting. Okay, that makes sense to me. I mean, I think, yeah, it's an interesting hypothesis because our our brains definitely are hardwired to to see patterns and, uh, you know, even when patterns aren't necessarily there. But yeah, I can see how there could be some kind of subconscious pattern recognition that our brains don't know how to yeah. interpret. Not shocking that JJ agrees with the guest who says that it's brain wave patterns. <laughs> Finally, a guest I agree well, with. Well, I, I, think, I think people don't like coincidences. We don't like to recognize how unorganized the world is. We want to like put mm. meaning into everything because if there isn't meaning, then what are we doing here? But maybe we are just like big dumb animals walking around. Uh, I don't know. It's just kind of my thought. So I'm not like a huge believer, but I do have some stories because I did work at an old mansion that had a lot of energy yeah, floating around. Awesome. So was this a mansion that was known for being haunted? When I started there, I worked there for almost four years. And when I first started there, I had been told by other staff and people who had been there for a long time that there was there was energy and that there were maybe ghosts, kind of. But nobody was ever like, yeah, I saw an apparition and it told me that I was going to die in seven days. But it would be more like feelings. You get a lot of like feelings and weirdness. And I consider myself to be kind of an intuitive person. I think that's probably why I like acting and I am very social. And I definitely felt like weird energies there at times. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So um, was there like any specific incidents in the mansion that kind of like stood out to you? Maybe made you question your skepticism a little bit? All right. The first uh, super kind of spooky thing that ever happened to me was, and this is it's like mild and it can be explained away, but I was at home. This is why this is weird. I was at home and it was like three in the morning and I had my Spotify connected to my computer at work so I could listen. But then sometimes I'd turn on my phone and songs would be playing at work that I'd been listening to. Like I just didn't turn my music off. And I go to get on my phone to get on my Spotify and there's a song already playing and it like lists the computer that's playing. It's the computer at the mansion at three in the morning and it's playing Sing, Sing, Sing. I don't know if you guys know that song. By Travis? No, it's like the do, 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 do. You should edit in the actual song there. Is it? 
Oh no! It's like mind. big I'm band music. Okay. That I don't like. I don't listen to big band music. And it, and it was previously playing at the mansion and then on your Spotify when you went home? Well, so it was playing like at the mansion simultaneously. Like I could see oh. what was simultaneously playing at work at three in the morning, which was this big band music from the 50s. Now, here's why this is relevant. Well, just to clarify. So your Spotify account mm-hmm. at work, it seems as though some person or entity... Got onto your Spotify account. Yes. And started playing big band music from the 50s. So someone would have had to have gotten into the mansion, which has a locked gate, gone through like a bunch of security systems, gotten into my computer, got like gone to my Spotify and turned on their big band music. Um, And it wasn't like it had been playing all day. Like I went and looked at my listen history because you can see all the songs. It was like that was the song that was playing. Weird. Yes. Now, here's why it's weird. So the family lived in the home from 1923 until Charles Howard Candler died in 1957. And the song Sing, Sing, Sing was really popular in 1956. So it would have been a song that would have been playing at any kind of like party they had. And they were known to have big galas and big bands. And they were very social. Hmm. So... If I was a ghost and I was messing around in a computer box, I would probably play one of my favorite songs, too. Oh, what would it be? Uh, hey, ya. Uh... <laughs> no, I'm like a big. I would love a ghost like, that oh. plays outcast music yeah. as their form of haunting. I lost my virginity to that song. No, you did. <laughs> I did. Oh, my God. Hey, yeah, yeah. It happens. I would feel like a lot of pressure. Like having sex to the song Hey Ya for the first time. <laughs> Producer Cat in the background doing some pretty, pretty graphic hand gestures to show what it would look like. And I'm going to let the audience know it was a lot of wrist action. So you have a musical loving ghost, uh, not like theater musicals, but music. Yeah. Um, in your computer. What? Yes. And you said, so the song came out in 56. He died in 57. Correct. Do you know if... They were still hosting all these parties up to his death. Was it like kind of a sudden death? He was actually ill for several years and he had to be put into one of the extra bedrooms. Like he couldn't be in his bedroom anymore. Uh, The room that I occupied as my office was actually like on the sleeping porch. Um, The South gets very hot in the summer. And so you would move out to the sleeping porch in the summertime and you'd sleep out there because there'd be cross breezes. And then in the winter, you'd come inside and sleep in the main house. But he lived in Mm -hmm. like a back room. So hypothetically, he could have been laying in bed and they could have been having parties and he was just like listening. Yeah. The sleeping porch definitely sounds like somewhere you'd be like, "Mm, I'll have my mint julep on the sleeping porch before bed. I don't even know if that's like an accurate term, but it's what we would say on tours. Like, go out to the sleeping porch. (laughs) Yes. So, um... The next day you went back to work Mm -hmm. and did you tell any of your colleagues about this? Yeah. I was like, guys, you want to hear like a really weird story? It was three in the morning. I looked at my phone last night and it looked like someone was messing around um, and playing music on it and kind of did the thing of like, hey, hey, you didn't happen to like key in illegally at the estate and play big band music on my computer at 3 a.m. And everyone's like, no, we didn't do that. But everyone else was kind of like, yeah, well, it makes sense. It was probably a ghost. So... (laughs) Was anyone kind of like, like shocked or was it just sort of a like, yeah, ghost, obviously? I think it was a lot more just like ghost, obviously, like old house, dead people, people like multiple people have died in this house. 
there's got to be energy. And just the amount of like energy traipsing through that house because we do like field trips and weddings and all these mm-hmm. things where it's just like a lot of people and a lot of feelings. If I was a ghost, that would be the kind of stuff that would like keep me hanging around, you know? Yeah. I hope that they played the music and then like in a movie, like all the ghosts appeared and they ballroom danced to the That, that was kind of my mind. It was like uh, like Luigi Mansion 3 style ghosts and they all had like band music. Yeah, I can get behind that. And it was, there was a ghost party happening and they were using my Spotify account. So they owe me a dollar. <laughs> Come on, get your own Spotify account, you cheap, cheap ghosts. Now you said that some people had died in the mansion is this like one of those creepy mansions where somebody was murdered too yes so the murder i worked on the sleeping portrait and i had an office and one day like one of my lights was flickering behind my desk and i got maintenance to come in and kind of mess with it and they're like oh nothing wrong with it it's probably just george i'm like okay i don't know what that means i don't know who george is george doesn't work here what And so eventually it all kind of comes out um, that someone was actually murdered there. The murder was in 1986 or 1987. And we have these positions called housemen there. And basically it's like a maintenance guy. And George was a maintenance guy at the facility who uh, his wife hired a hitman. Yes. Uh, The hitman hid in the attic and then when George was walking down the like the servant steps to go into the kitchen the guy came behind him and slit his throat and left his body on the stairs and one of the gentlemen who worked there still had been there forever and he knew the guy and he was like yeah we were real pissed because uh, George was holding the new coffee pot that we got and it shattered so <laughs> that was the big loss he was like Tommy George George took out the coffee pot when he went down oh George yeah, yeah. He was always clumsy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was like the murder story. And that was kind of, there was even a rumor that underneath the carpet outside my door, there was a blood stain in the wood. Ugh. And that's why they covered it. But before I left, we ended up taking up those carpets. There was no blood stain. Oh. So that was a lie. And the, the police report and the AP articles you can find, he definitely died on like the stairs. So it wasn't outside my door. So it couldn't have been a blood puddle. So is there anything like, uh, you know, you said a lot of people feel kind of an energy. Has anyone felt like kind of a weird energy when they're going near those stairs? My personal story with that, I have one. A lot of people, I don't think we really talked about stories as much. Uh, One woman kind of told me a story where she thought that she saw a woman standing in one of the bedrooms while Mm -hmm. she was driving away. Like she could clearly see this woman in the bedroom which would make sense because that was like the nursing room and that's where a woman would have stood like with her baby looking out on the road. Uh, But my story is more, um, I had been charged to work super early. We do this big holiday event there and my boss wanted me to come in and open up the mansion, which is like 21,000 square feet. There's seven buildings on the property. So I had to like walk around with my keys, opening everything up. And then I had to, set up tables. It was like a teddy bear tea kind of breakfast with Santa thing. And so I'm walking around the big estate and, you know, you hear pipes rattle and stuff because it's, we kind of know a pipe rattling. And all of a sudden I hear tables being dragged out of where we kept them off on this porch. And I like distinctly could hear them. And I was like, 
asking, I yelled the names of the guys I worked with. I was like, did someone get here earlier than me? Because I'm alone in the house. Like I've locked the doors because it's Atlanta and I don't want to get anyone to break in. And I go back there and there's nothing. Nothing's moved. Nothing has changed. I just heard the sound of tables. And then I like go back in and I'm setting up and putting tablecloths on things and stuff. And I hear it again and I go back and I look and there's still nobody there. Nothing's moving. And then go back and it's like happens a third time. And at this point, I went over to the player piano we had and turned music on. And I was like, I'm just ignoring this. It's probably nothing. This is really spooky, but whatever. And I'll just wait till someone gets in. First of all, I think anything is more spookier when you turn a player piano on. (laughs) So I don't know why that was your move. But those things literally just look like a piano being played by a ghost. Yeah, I was like, all right, I'm going to I'm going to amp this up. Challenge accepted ghost. Look at this better ghost doing a cooler sound. (laughs) No, it it was just I needed like something to cover up the sound of tables moving. And what was your first thought when you saw that happen or heard that happen? I really thought someone was in the house with me. Like it had to just be someone had unlocked a door and had gone in the back way and was like helping me set up. And was this the only time you had been in the mansion that early? Yeah, I don't, I didn't normally open. It was a very special thing for me to be opening. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, I, that was not my, I'm not, I was never normally there alone. And did any of the other people who were the normal ones that opened, had they had any similar experiences? I think it was the same kind of thing where everyone's just like, yeah, it's just like weird stuff. It's George. Yeah, Yeah. it's just George. Just moving shit around. Yeah. But that would have been his job. That's the thing I think that's like the weirdest about it is that was his job was to set up for events. So in my mind, I'm like, well. Every morning he smashes a coffee pot. Yeah, exactly. Gets up. <laughs> That'd be real creepy if like <laughs> coffee pots just were like flying and shattering That's against the wall. We bought a Keurig machine because <laughs> we went through 49 coffee pots and no. Not <laughs> Fuck the environment. We're getting a Keurig yeah, for this well, ghost. Uh, plug for big Keurig. Ghosts don't mess with them. <laughs> you know, I think old houses especially, but new houses too have like a tendency of making a lot of weird noise. And I think some of that maybe is like time sensitive too. Like I, I didn't live in a, in an old house, but I guess it was a house with like shoddy construction because it was like my bedroom was the noisiest thing. And it was every okay, night quit bragging there was always just no, 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 look, there's not much to brag about in my childhood bedroom. But there's I mean, like whenever I go to sleep. At, at night, I always hear things creaking, like a popping noise, yeah. and it's just kind of this house noise, but I only hear it at night. So I don't know if there's something with, like, the way the temperature changes when the sun goes down or or something that, like, just kind of turns these scary house noises on, like clockwork. I don't know. Yeah, and you're by yourself, so you're noticing sounds that you don't normally notice, and then your brain is trying to attribute certain sounds to the thing, but... Um... You know, maybe it was a ghost. Well, yeah, because because you heard things physically moving, like not in the walls. A I mean, very this was... distinct sound of like stuff getting dragged through a hallway. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. that's 
that's a that's a little bit harder for me to rationalize than like growing up we had sounds in our walls and stuff and i lived in an old home uh, i realized it was squirrels and <laughs> i could go up to the wall and hit it with my fist and i could literally hear them like scratch yeah. down the wall as they fell into really they died from out. your thor like hammer of yeah it's that strong <laughs> okay the one experience i had where i really like part of my brain was like maybe it's a ghost was I thought there was like a a ghost puppy running around upstairs in this like really old decrepit house I lived in in college because I we my roommate and I had just gotten back from a break we were the only ones in the house and we just kept hearing like this like like paws scuttling around a floor really quickly and we went upstairs nothing in there there were squirrels in the walls and we were uh, that's what we were hearing yeah. they should rename squirrels ghost puppies <laughs> they should. from like a marketing perspective people now would i buy just a i just want hush puppies <laughs> so what does it mean then if they're ghost puppies and living puppies are like chasing them barking at them there's there's yeah. some kind of symbolism there that's a beautiful connection. Real puppies chased ghost puppies. So um, you mentioned like just kind of feeling an energy a lot where people use the word energy a whole lot. And for me, it's one of those words that is always kind of like vague and ambiguous. That's because you're dead inside. It is because I'm dead inside. Um, the whole point of this podcast is to make me less dead inside. So when you say like you felt an energy, what like are there specific things that you can pinpoint as to like what that feeling was? I am very like tummy sensitive. Uh-huh. I get the butterflies really bad and things drop. And when I'm like putting pieces together to a puzzle or like a mystery and whether that is in social aspects with friend groups, I can always kind of figure out like when a couple is going to break up, like I can just feel Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. and it's the little things. And I think it's the thing I was talking about earlier where it's like, I'm really good at putting pieces together in my head of like clink, clink, clink. There's all these tiny little things happening in the background that have led me to this assessment and trusting my gut. So I have a really strong gut reaction to all sorts of things uh, living you, or maybe dead. Would you contribute that? Because like I'm similar in that way. Would you contribute that to like intuition? That's kind of what what I. Yeah, yeah. and I, I I think it is just being empathic and being good at people yeah. and being really sensitive and worrying about people. Yeah. Um, the thing I get is like sometimes my brain will be like they're gonna say this and yes. then it'll happen and I don't know if that's just like because maybe I've been around those people a lot mm-hmm. or 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 what but it does happen you know what's your myers-briggs oh uh is that the like e whatever um i'm like a em something f enfp yeah yeah ditto so that's a very intuitive type of okay uh like it's not a sign what's your it's not astrology the the one where it's like you're a two three or whatever the other test you know oh i do know what you're talking about and i don't know what i am cat is signing to you us you can just say uh, it we can edit it none out. of us speak <laughs> asl uh so it's enneagram enneagram yeah oh no have, i have don't know what one? that okay. is oh have you I done those, to, yeah what did you have a I, bad experience? I just thought it was bullshit. JJ is a serial killer. <laughs> he keeps getting results. What did I listen on the Maggie's that you're a Leo 
too. I'm a rising freaking Leo. monster. And a yes. cancer, right? And a, my cancer. I'm a cancer because we have really close birthdays. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. we should have a combined birthday party. Okay. Okay. All you, our listeners me, are invited. Jess, Preethi. Um, are who, they all July birthdays? Yeah, Preethi's July 3rd. I'm July 10th. I almost said the 7th. That is not my birthday. My birthday is July 10th. Um, Jess is a is a Leo, so she's like the thirty first, I think. Yeah. yeah, she shares with Harry Potter. She is Harry Potter's birthday. Oh, yeah. Wow. And then what are you? I'm the seventeenth. Okay, my mother, my future mother in law, is the eighth or the twelfth, and like her brother's the eighth. There, it's we're all in like a weird little cluster, and I never knew people that had my birthday, and now I'm marrying into this family that they all have my birthday. So all of us and your in-laws are having a combined. Yeah, party. so big party in Atlanta, <laughs> nine hundred thousand people invited. It's a big party. Um, we're gonna back, eat. We're gonna eat crabs. Came back to energies. So were there yeah. specific locations in the house where you would like? feel like a recurring energy was there was a back bedroom that I literally so it had a bath like a like a toilet in it so mm-hmm. I could go pee I'm gonna talk yep. I'm gonna talk business and I had to pee so badly one night after um, a Halloween event and the lights were all off in it and I could not get the lights to turn on in the bathroom and I had to pee and I was like ah, ah, ah. and then I started getting really 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 scared because the lights wouldn't turn on and then it was very 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 dark and I finally gave up and walked really far away to go pee somewhere else just out of fear i was hoping that you, i peed myself no no, no that oh. you peed in the dark and then the lights just turned on in the middle Ooh. of your this ghost has like a weird fetish where he likes to hide in the shower and you just hear a big sniff and you're like all right oh come on pervy ghost no no that was the that room i just didn't like in general have you felt so uh you, you felt the presence of these energies in the house have you felt that similar feeling in other houses or other places? Growing up, my grandma had a house on Cape Cod that sometimes made me feel weird and scared. It was like very creaky. And I always thought I was like seeing a ghost in the garden, Mm. like um, someone like pulling weeds. And I would be like, well, maybe it's my grandpa's ghost. And then I'd walk away. Like child me was like, it's not scary if it's grandpa's ghost. Yeah, that's sweet. (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of nice having yeah. grandpa's ghost around. It was probably George, but he had already found me, and it's like a butterfly effect thing. Yeah. Oh no, George was a ghost pulling me here all along. So my theory on like you know this is kind of a common thing we get a lot on this podcast is you know people just say like and then this energy happened and I just I felt like a presence and and you know as I mentioned that's hard for me to to grasp. But I've been doing like a little bit of research, trying to understand it more. Um, and one of the things that is like really compelling to me that I've come across is this thing about ultra uh, sonar or ultra sounds. Oh, or so- yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's like, you know, we have ultraviolet light that yes. is not detectable to the visible eye. Well, there's also sounds that aren't detectable to the human ear, but the sounds are still causing vibrations. Yes. And that some of those by vibrations going on are what's like you know giving people that kind of eerie feeling of another presence in the room does that kind of i don't know does that hold any weight for you as a a fellow skeptic yeah i 100 percent think that there is just something that we don't know yet that's making us feel that way yeah i don't I, i mean i don't really believe that these spirits are like hanging around to freak me out yeah 
I do think that there is some sort of exact, just something like pulsating, some sort of frequency. Um, yeah. And to your point, think about how different animals see and hear. They hear all these different things yeah. that we never know are happening around us. And then they react and then they get, they act spooked or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like a dog hears a train or dogs hear tornadoes before people do. And they're barking and freaking out. So we're just like big dogs in this situation that are hearing, feeling something that we don't know what it is yeah and sometimes it's as simple as you know a, an electrical appliance just you know making a, a low hum that we can't hear but those vibrations are still you know bouncing off of our inner eardrums yeah i think part us. of it is especially like you think about animals it's like a survival instinct mm-hmm. right over generations they've learned to be afraid of like loud sounds or whatever um i think being like an intuitive person i know for me growing up uh, being intuitive was kind of a survival instinct. It helped me kind of process the world and get through various situations. I think it keeps me safer. Like that oogie feeling when I'm walking to my car at night and I have that feeling that somebody's behind me or maybe looking or whatever. So I'm always that person that walks with like my keys between my hands. Um, also, I'm just a woman dealing in a woman's world. But I'm always just kind of a little bit more on edge feeling wise. And when I feel that I react accordingly and I would have survived in olden times. Mm -hmm. JJ would be dead Dead. or he would be the murderer. I haven't. That (laughs) is also. I have not enough intuition to grow up to be a successful murderer. I was like, so just spacey and not aware of my surroundings all the time. You'd like stab someone and then you'd be like, no, new thing. I might have like accidentally murdered someone back in those times, but... What? (laughs) I am still a very (laughs) spacey person. So JJ, why don't you tell us about your sexy new haircut? About my sexy new haircut? It's so nice. Um, yeah. Kat's friend came over to the house and just cut both of our hairs. Oh, this was an in-home and job? It was a it was a house call haircut. Well, she's a which is she the best is a, way to get a haircut. A hairdresser professional. She is. And she works at a studio. She's what is the opening term up for that? A, a stylist? No, like a beauty person. I think it's a, a hairstylist. I want to say anesthesiologist, but that is not That's right. That's it. Anesthesiologist. anesthesiologist. <laughs> Anesthetician? Go to sleep, wake up with a fresh cut. Oh, like there's like a... There's like a, a sciency a, name. Yeah. I study the art of beauty. I'm a... A cosmetologist? An, cosmetology hey. school is a place, yeah. but I think anesthetician... Did you get makeup too? No, not this time. JJ got ready for prom. What you guys don't know is JJ is 16 years old. Yeah. Okay, maybe an esthetician is just like like eyebrows. I don't know. You know what? Uh, write in the comments. What is a beauty scientist? <laughs> yeah. And then subscribe. If and email it to realhauntingspodcast at gmail.com. So we've got a few minutes left. Were there any other ghost stories, or was that the bulk of your experiences at the mansion? No, those are my those are my best ones. Okay, and so you you said that you felt like most of the things that happened there you could explain away. How long ago was this that this happened? Like three years ago. And since that time, three years ago, have has there been any other instances in your life where you've heard things move like that, or you said, "Oh, that might be a thing," or was it kind of centralized to that location? Definitely centralized to that location. Well, I don't. I have not. I've never been, and I lived so my old condo in the city was built in the '40s, and I never felt any weird energy there. My house now was built in the '60s. No weird energy there. Yeah, it was really kind of. I think haunting on Hill House hit me really hard because mm, it reminded yeah. me, like, 
this all that happened before Haunting on Hill House. And then that show came out and I had nightmares for like two months. Oh, you just know, love that show. It's so good, but I yeah. was so scared. And we've had a couple of people on who see ghosts on a frequent basis, like Devin, Jess, and mm. and the those people that have seen that show say that that show is the closest thing to their life experience. Them, the ghost just like being behind you. Yeah, like their relationship with the supernatural yeah. is similar to that show. Yeah. If you haven't seen that show, watch it and Tell us what you think of it because none of my coworkers have seen it and I just want to talk to someone about it. It's really cool because I think it's worth a rewatch. That's one of those shows you should go. I mean, mm. don't because if you're like me and you were really scared for for two months, maybe don't. But um, if you, okay, producer Kat Clark <laughs> has modeled a small hand out of clay and is rubbing her face with it. So it maybe to look like a ghost hand. Uh, now, right. okay, now, right. okay. Well, too bad um, we're not a visual medium. And yeah, no, I think it's it's truly for the best. Um, so watch rewatching because they had a lot of ghosts up in there, and yeah. there's just a lot of family drama too. Well, I like to I like. say, okay, this is my this is my review. It is that TV show that everyone really watches. This is us. It's this is us if there were ghosts. So. Hmm. I haven't seen This Is Us, so well, now I'm gonna go think watch of it. That it's show. just like Hill House without ghosts. Without ghosts. <laughs> now I'm interested. Yeah, that's what you needed to hear. So what uh what would you say your level of belief in ghosts were one to ten, ten being the most before this incident and after this incident? I would say it was like always a zero, and then this maybe put it at like a two. Two. Okay. I did so that still right. Very skeptical. Right? Oh yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. I'm very skeptical. I don't see ghosts on a regular basis. I'm an intuitive person when it comes to living things, but I don't see like dead people. Are you more apt to believe in like mediums and psychics than ghosts? Or do you no, think I think that's... those people are really good at putting puzzles together. I think okay. they're really good mm-hmm. at meeting somebody, listening to a tiny bit of information, and then are able to to glean a lot of off that person. And then if you're an intuitive person, little most of communication is not verbal. 70% of what we're doing is giving away how we're feeling or what's happening. And so it's, Yeah. I'm not a, I just, I, yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, JJ, has this changed your opinion on Ghost? How are you, how are you feeling after? I'm feeling like this is probably the best episode. <laughs> There's been healthy skepticism, <laughs> healthy skepticism, talk about Brain sounds waves. that aren't, detectable to the human ear and we got a review of one of my favorite netflix shows in there so yeah and two thumbs up from me this is the episode where the breadcrumbs are laid that jj is a murderer yes yeah this is the one we'll all look back on. somewhere between uh zodiac and uh green river yeah don't check the basement well i think uh i always love uh creepy mansions especially when somebody's been murdered uh, now it does make me sad that they cared more about the coffee pot than this guy that was assassinated. I get it though. <laughs> That's important in a workplace. Uh, I, I'm literally drinking coffee right now. If anyone can hear this, I'm sorry. I have a Starbucks cup. Starbucks, please sponsor us. And it is 6 p.m. Yeah, I got rehearsal after this. I got a meeting. I got a production meeting. I got rehearsal. Ooh. Then I gotta go home. And then I gotta get up in the morning. And I get, so I gotta I take I consume. George, you see how fast they forgot about you. <laughs> oh, no, don't. They went right to coffee. Um, Please don't summon him. <laughs> well, we've already named him. Uh, that was his name. Well, you know, 
I didn't name. I wasn't like, this is my puppy. Per Andy's episode, we're not supposed to acknowledge their existence, right? Wasn't that the takeaway on that one? <sighs> one of my favorite comedians. <laughs> one of my favorite comedians, whenever she feels a ghost, she'll just quietly say, if you're not my mom or my dad, please go away. That's and fair. she said usually they do. That's how JJ treats the general population. Well, but it is kind of like uh, like the mantra that or mantra that no mantra the mantra. The mantra? That... We're very educated in these parts. It's like mansplaining mantras. <laughs> it's like the mantra that Devin says. Um, the are you of the light? Right. Except a little more personal and kind of cute. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Well. Um, we appreciate you coming on. Yeah. Thanks for sharing these stories Thanks with us. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. First podcast. Mm-hmm. I just took my podcast virginity. So Uh-oh. can we lead out hey, to this with hey yeah? Yeah. Hey yeah. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, Caitlin. I'm JJ Crable. I'm Noah Daniels. And this has been Real Hauntings Podcast. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.